That's right, ladies and gentlemen, it is Commissioner Cooper, and what a way to kick off 2023 last night. We got a lot to get into, including a full week one breakdown. We got Brian Scott in for injuries, and we got four friends to give you some fun fantasy advice the only way TSS knows how. It's time for TSS Fantasy. It's time for TSS Fantasy. Being a football player, you don't have to take a shower to go to work. There it is. There it is indeed. It's week one. Let's get this puppy started. Welcome into the studio first. Judge Jordan C. Thomas, welcome into the studio, sir. What's up, everybody? Got the gavel on me always. Uh, fresh off of a beautiful Thursday night start to the football season and ready to rock and roll this first Friday. Indeed, what a way to start things off. Gotta love it. Let's also welcome in Nick. You got Flandered Macaronis. Hey, so it is week one. Uh, I had recently told the wife, hey, uh, pretty much count me out every weekend now until February. And she was honestly, she was quite comfortable with that, which actually made me uncomfortable. So I don't know really how to take that. Uh, I might have to go and see somebody about that. But anyway, I'll deal with that later. We got some big news to discuss, especially somebody just broke a story that was pretty hilarious, as I might say. Indeed. Colts, Martin, you're studly as well, my friend. Appreciate you chiming in. All right. Well, don't forget, go to TSSFantasy.com. All of our weekly rankings are up, so make sure you go check those out. Um, I always say share, compare, look around at all the rankings, get the best uh, judge for your lineup. We're going to break things down here in a minute, though. We'll talk a little bit more about that. Don't forget to pay our sponsors a visit. Go to Underdog Fantasy. Use the promo code TSS. We'll double that deposit up to $100. Um, also, go to Jazz Sportsbook. Lots of great uh, promotions going on there, so use the promo code TSS there. And if you're looking for some championship bling, for next year's fantasy champion, look no further than Pro and Belts. All right, guys, we got a lot to get into. If you're watching on YouTube, hit the subscribe button, hit the notification bell, hit a like, get a comment. Little things stopping you from doing it. Big things popping for us when you do. We appreciate you. Let's get it started with some news. We'll do it live. Fuck it. Do it live. We're going to do it live indeed. The biggest news of the day was last night's football game 
Lions win 21 to 20 in a great way again to kick off it, the NFL season. Biggest takeaways for me last night, and we'll kick this around in a minute. Montgomery's usage last night over Gibbs. When we're talking about fantasy. Amon St. Amon looks like a god out there, quite frankly. Fast, looks great. So all you Amon owners, I know you're happy um, last night. Pat Mahomes, definitely, hey, you talked about Tyreek Hill not missing him. If you don't have Travis Kelsey, you're definitely missing him last night, but he still put up some good fantasy numbers. Let's get into the numbers real quick. Goff, 253, 1 TD. Montgomery talked about it, 21 carries last night, 74 yards, 1 one TD. One thing I did and I should have noted as well, Jameer Gibbs looks like the real deal. How proficient he was, 7 carries, 42 yards, it, with those just seven carries and should have really broke one. We talked about that earlier to the house with two receptions, 18 yards. Josh Reynolds out of nowhere, four receptions, 80 yards. Talked about Amon, six receptions, 71 yards and TD. And Sam Laporta actually looked pretty decent as well out there last night. Five receptions for 39 yards. Now over to KC. Again, talked about it. Mahomes, 226 yards, two TDs, one pick. He had those six carries though for 45 yards. He led the team in rushing last night. Ooh, it was not looking good. Pacheco, eight carries, 23 yards. He had four receptions, though, also, which kind of saved his night in PPR uh, with 31 yards. Clyde Edwards-Alaire, 22 yards. Um, uh, uh, MBS really was the big receiver, two receptions, 48 yards. Justin Watson, two receptions, 45 yards. Rasheed Rice actually got into the end zone with three receptions, 20 yards, and a TD. Uh, Blake Bell actually got in the end zone for him as well. Let's kick it around to you, Jordan. Biggest takeaways from last night. Biggest takeaway for me last night was was really simple. Jameer Gibbs is him. He's ready, and he is absolutely going to be a league winner later this season. Watching that game last night gave me flashbacks to last year with the Cowboys where Dallas just kept feeding the rock to Fat Zeke for three yards per carry, reminding me just of David Montgomery who was running into nothing. But, man, every time Jameer Gibbs touched the ball, seven yards, eight yards. And you're right, if he hadn't have slipped, he would have gotten the end zone. I think it's only a matter of time before Dan Campbell really, really dials up the game plan and features that kid a lot. I think he's going to be a monster, especially down the stretch. He is I and I is him. Jameer Gibbs, what a man last night. PSR, what's up? Appreciate you joining us tonight. Nick, what is your biggest takeaway from last night? Uh, I had a couple. Biggest takeaway, number one, is these are not your father's lions. Uh, a few years ago, they would have not tried that fake punt uh, so early in the season, so early in the game, and deep in their own territory, number one. Uh, number two, what the hell happened to Kadarius Tony? I mean, come on. Uh, he actually – I put that on him. He actually cost them the game with those, with those key drops. Uh, how bad do they miss uh, Travis Kelsey? Now we know how vulnerable their offense is without, without that one cog in the big red machine. And speaking of the, the cog and the big red red machine, had Chris Jones been in there in the middle, I don't think I will put Jason's house on this that uh, that that Montgomery would not have scored because he just ran right up the gut. That's and I'll bet you uh, I they didn't pay into him up in the suite, but um, but man, uh, his name is skipping me right now right now but he was smiling he had his agent there with him it's like dude if i was in there 
Montgomery would not be in the house. That's all I got to say. Well, you mentioned earlier that was Chris Jones. <clears throat> That's him. The name right. well, all his right. name's just well, so common, I, I actually forgot what it was. It's all good. There was a lot of takeaways from last night. Uh, we'll get into a little bit more later, but, you know, the receptions, um, the routes run, I'm sorry, by Montgomery were like 20 compared to Gibbs, but he actually got targeted, ironically. So it's just stuff to note. I don't think this is the way it's going to go going forward. You can see Jameer Gibbs on the way up in the pecking order as the season progresses. So for Jameer Gibbs owners, a lot to be happy about. Anybody with any Lions stock right now is certainly be happy. And the Chiefs, you know, they're going to be the Chiefs. They're going to be all right. All right, speaking of news, we got a lot of injury news to talk about. Let's bring in our injury expert, Brian Scott. Brian, what is up, my friend? It is week one. We got a lot of injuries to go over. How are you, my friend? I am doing great now that I am home from a miserable day at work and looking forward to week one here as we get started. Football here at work. It's exciting. All right, what do we got on the injury list tonight? Uh, It's it's almost a question of who isn't on the injury list tonight. That's for week one. It's kind of shockingly long. Um, The big questions, obviously, uh, we've talked about those uh, earlier in the week, but, you know, Cooper Cup, He's out. That's official this time. Uh, I saw that one coming from a mile away. What what I did what I don't see happening though, which is what I want to see, is him going on IR because the longer they wait, the more weeks he misses, the longer it's going to be before he gets back. So they should have just bit the bullet here, put him on IR, give him the four weeks to recover, not make it a big question mark anymore. Um, so I don't know what they're thinking right now. Uh, uh, I I think it's inevitable. I just don't know what they're waiting for. They should have done it already. We'll see. Uh, George Kittle dealing with some type of groin injury listed as questionable heading into this weekend's matchup says he feels great. I have to believe him on this one. It's been about a month that he's been dealing with this thing. Um, He should be well and good to go. I think, uh, you know, he's a veteran, probably just taking it easy leading up to week one. No sense to push it. If he's feeling good, he's been getting enough time to get treatments. I think he'll be ready to go. Should not see this affect him much at all. Um, but still, you know, when guys are listed questionable, it's about a 50-50 chance. So keep an eye on as we get closer to game time. Um, Marquise Brown and Zach Ertz for the uh, for I'm sorry, for the Cardinals, uh, both listed as questionable. Uh, Brown with a hamstring and Ertz with coming off his ACL. Um, 50-50 with those guys. I really don't know which way it's going to go for them. Uh, Marquise uh, was limited for quite a while with that hamstring. And again, you know, with hamstrings, like we say all the time, uh, it's easy to aggravate them. So... Those guys, I don't think Ertz has been doing much still, so I'm not sure if he's going to be back, but we'll have to see. I, I haven't really seen much updates on him about his practice uh, schedule. Uh, but in that game, uh, Commanders will have back Terry McLaurin. He's been taken off the injured list, so that's a good sign. He'll be full to go. Uh, Panthers will be without both – well, they're going to be without Derek uh, – DJ Clark for sure, possibly without Adam Thielen. Uh, but he was limited in practice on Friday or today. Um, he's dealing with some type of ankle issue. He's an older guy. Um, we could potentially not see him. He might be an actual true game time decision. Portwell Patterson uh, for the Falcons is listed as questionable with a thigh injury. He was limited in practice all week. Again, this could be another one of those true game time decisions. Saints got three guys on their injury report today, and two of them are offensive in Con- Kendra Miller and Traquan Smith. 
And I've got to be honest, I don't think either of them are playing because both were basically out all week in practice and haven't done anything. So why they just don't report them as out, not sure, but um, they haven't done anything. So don't expect them to suit up. Um, both soft tissue injuries, muscle, muscle injuries, easily uh, re-aggravated if they play. Um, Mark Andrews and Odell Beckham Jr. are on the Ravens uh, injured list, both as questionable. Uh, Odell Beckham Jr., uh, I don't know, is he even relevant anymore in fantasy these days? Some it's people think he is. Crazy Some people enough. think he is too, and I, I don't. Um, I've been talking about it since he went down uh, in the Super Bowl with his second consecutive ACL injury, and reconstruction is not good. Doesn't spell <laughs> good vibes for a guy this part of his career. So take that for what you want. Uh, Andrew is dealing with some type of quad injury. I think he's actually going to be ready to go. I think he's going to play. He was limited in practice all week, but he had missed the previous six days and says he's feeling better. Um, he's making progress. So I'm a little still on the bubble, but I think we might see him suit up. I think he might be limited, though, if he does play. So that is going to be another really important game time decision one. Uh, Packers wide receiver Christian Watson was reported as out today with some type of hamstring injury. And his counterpart, Romeo Dobbs, is also questionable to hamstring injury. That doesn't sound good. Uh, they were both limited in practice yesterday. I'm not sure if they did anything today, but uh, those guys are, you know, good luck. Uh, I don't think either of them are playing, which sucks for Jordan Love. Um, Jerry Judy, uh, you thought he would have got hit by a sniper bullet um, a couple weeks ago when he got carted off the field with a hamstring injury. And he's actually listed as questionable, but has been limited in practice all week. So if they throw that dude out there, uh, they're crazy. And uh, there's almost a 90% chance, in my opinion, that he's going to tear his hamstring again. So I, I would be shocked if he makes it back after what we saw him go through and have to get carted off the field. Um, the Giants are going to be without, uh, well, He's listed as doubtful, but that's like 25% chance he plays. That's Wandale Robinson. I would think they, they don't play him. I knew he wasn't going to be on PUP. I think they don't think he's going to need four weeks to get ready, but I just don't think he's there yet. I think they're going to give him a few more weeks. And then Darren Waller apparently has some hamstring injury that crept up on him all of a sudden today. And so he was on the practice uh, injury report. Um, but here's the thing, guys. Like, caveat to all this is that just if a guy walks in there or is limited in practice for any reason, they have to be on the injury report. Doesn't necessarily mean that they're injured, especially when you look at a guy like Darren Waller, who's got an extensive injury history, and he's a veteran. So sometimes these guys are like, you know, coach, I felt a little twinge back here. I think I'm just going to take it easy today. Well, boom, he's on the injury report. So look too much into it. I'm not, I'm not buying it. That it's a big deal. I think the media is just making it a big deal. I think he's going to be full go, no problems uh, on Sunday. Awesome. Yeah. It's <laughs> Appreciate that. Listen, we're going to see you Sunday mornings. We're going to get a nice update from you then. We appreciate you coming in, and I'm glad you mentioned Ingram because wifey's got um, him on her in, on her team, and she also has Higby. So she's got a tough decision to make this weekend. Got some little matchup stuff going on, so going to be fun. All right, Brian, well, we appreciate you. Go follow, subscribe, get all of Brian's stuff on the Injured List podcast. We will see you Sunday morning, my friend. And Sounds right good. now, get your dancing shoes on because it's time for the Friday Night Breakdown. Every time, man, it gets me every time.
<laughs> it never gets old. All right, let's start out with the Battle of Ohio, the Bengals at the Browns. Now, I'm just going to give you last year's stats. Take it, take for them as you will. But this one's an interesting one indeed. The Bengals, guess what? They were number two against fantasy QBs. I guess it was number one, the Cleveland Browns. I didn't even know that until I started looking up. I was like, is this for real? Number one against fantasy QBs last year. Bengals, number two against fantasy running backs. Browns, number 28. Um, receivers, they were seventh. The Bengals against um, fantasy receivers last year. Browns, six against fantasy receivers. Bengals were 18th versus tight ends. The Browns were eighth versus tight ends. So for this particular matchup, I'll be quite frank with you. I was looking at the, like the history of these teams and even their kind of back and forth last year. Um, I think this is going to be one of those low scoring, not very fantasy relevant games, to be quite frank, to kind of get this week one started. I just don't see. I think both these defense are pretty stout. Um, and last year they've had a couple of up. Uh, uh, games that were over um 40 but the browns have a huge they had a huge long streak against the Bengals, um and really blew them out actually in the first game last year so uh, for me i mean in this particular matchup you're I'm, you're gonna start joe burrow you're gonna start t higgins you're gonna start jamar chase and joe mixon might be a decent matchup if this browns defense is still what they were last year Looking on the Brown side, though, I mean, I'm I like Deshaun. I talked about him a lot during the offseason, but this is one matchup I'd be afraid to play him in, um, quite frankly, against this Bengals secondary. Um, and you know, Amari Cooper, Elijah Moore, Elijah Moore could sneak in there with a lot of attention on a Cooper, <laughs> excuse me, and a Joku as well. Uh, could play a factor with the Bengals struggling against the tight end. Um, Jordan, what do you say? Uh, yeah, man, I, I agree with uh, pretty much all of that. Uh, one statistic I pulled out that I thought was pretty interesting is Joe Burrow actually in his last three games against the uh, Cleveland Browns, his highest quarterback finish was the second game last year where he finished quarterback 13. So three consecutive games, quarterback 13 or worse against this Browns team, which I think might be a little bit better defensively than they were last year. So again, it's Joe Burrow. You're starting him every week. However... Just know that this might not be his best performance of the season. Sure. Nick, anything to add to that? Uh, I'd be cautious with Joe Mixon. That, that's just my thing. I'm out on Joe Mixon. Uh, unless unless he's got a big, big day, that offensive line, it's not, not what he – used to be and neither is he so i'd be i'd be cautious with joe mixon uh, funny enough that i drafted him this year and i used to call him mr glass all the time so funny um but again i just see no sam jp ryan behind him you know again there's not a lot behind joe mixon right now so if he can stay healthy against an offense i mean excuse me with this offense that really has such a high firepower and the passing game it just seems like it's a good combination, at least for the season. But we'll see. All right, Texans at Ravens in a barn burner, it seems like. But how about last year, the Texans against Fantasy QBs? They were number four. But you know why? Because they were dead last against running backs. Receivers, they were number five in the league. And against tight ends, they were 14th. Ravens last year, 10th against QBs, 16th versus running backs, 18th versus receivers, 9th against tight ends. Jordan, give me some guys you like, don't like. What's up with this matchup? 
Yeah, I, I think I like the real chalky guys. You're going to start Lamar Jackson. You're going to start uh, J.K. Dobbins. If he plays, you're going to start Mark Andrews. If he doesn't, I'm dialing up Isaiah Likely. There are going to be some scenarios where I consider, you know, plugging in Rashad Bateman or Zay Flowers when I have him. Uh, I guess the same can be said from OBJ, except for I, I just don't have any shares. Um on the other side of the ball, I'm kind of avoiding this matchup at all costs. Um, frankly, uh, rookie quarterbacks do not do good against the Ravens. Uh, all time, they're seven and twenty-three um, and two and sixteen when playing in Baltimore. So it's not historically been a recipe for success. Um, I expect Baltimore to get out to a big lead, pound the rock, and, and win this one with ease. So if I'm throwing a dart at a Houston Texans player, it's Dalton. Schultz, especially with all of the volatility and the tight end position for week one, but even I'm even that doesn't make me feel warm and fuzzy on the inside. Yeah, um, I don't blame you, indeed. But listen, I remember one time Lamar Jackson came to Miami and just basically took a poopy all over us, which I just for some reason foresee in this Texans matchup. Um, you know, all this all this talk about them last season being this stout, uh, you know, defense against the pass, but really it's just because everybody ran all over them. Um, so I just think Lamar is just set for a big day. He wants to come out and show everyone, you know, what's up basically. So um, I'm excited to see what Lamar has to has was going to do uh, against Houston. Nick, anything to add to it? Uh, no, not, nothing to add, but didn't I remember when he took a big poopy over you, you were actually at that game and you had him on your roster and you put him on the bench and he went off for like 50 points. I kind of remember something in that neighborhood. That is exactly what happened. And man, you want to talk about the worst right now. And the worst part about it, the wor- the part you missed is that the it's guy was playing. No, the guy I was playing was Mike actually. And he was there with me at the game. So we got to sit there. He got to sit there and enjoy all the points I could have got against him. How about that? Um, yeah. So again, you know, be cautious of your Texans. Ravens, I think you just play all day. Um, this is just an easy one. Damian Pierce could have an okay day, but we'll see. All right. Bucks at Vikings. This one might be a little bit of a fantasy Barnes burner if Baker Mayfield can get this offense going. Um, last year, the Vikings were putrid on defense, 26 against QBs, 19th against running backs, 31st against receivers, and 19th versus tight ends. Bucks not so great either. They were 23rd against QBs, were 8th against the uh, running backs, 26 against receivers, 22nd against tight ends. Nick, talk to me about this matchup. Okay, so going into this matchup, I would say it's gonna the Vikings are, are going to win the game. But as far as fantasy stats, uh, you're going to be playing a lot of players. So so let's go with, with the Bucks. All right. Uh, I'm not liking Baker Makefield as a starter. But against the, the Vikings secondary, which, which you said, if the numbers hold true, is number 31. You're playing the uh, Bucks receivers all, all day long. Uh, the guy I love the most in, in this matchup is is Chris Godwin because uh, with uh, Russell Gage out, they're going to play uh, Godwin more more into the slot, and he actually performs a lot better in the slot than, than versus the outside. Uh, so uh, you're going to see a, a big uh, target there, six six to fourteen. And as far as the Vikings, um, you're going to see your typical guys. You're going to have um, Justin Jefferson, 
and and Osborne. He, they're gonna they're they're gonna go off. What what I'm really interested to see is how uh, Madison is going to play on a regular basis, starting carrying carrying the ball 25 to 30 time, times a, a game. If if it gets that deep, uh, I would stay clear away from the uh, Buccaneers tight ends because. I don't even think they even have any. I think their starting is Kate Otten, and I saw enough of Kate Otten to much I don't want to see anymore. So uh, I would definitely go with uh, Chris Godwin if you have him on, on your roster. I think he's going to have a big day, especially PPR. Yeah, I mean, and that's interesting because, again, you know, it's Baker Mayfield. So the question is, can he get that offense going? Um, if you know, to get this is the defense, if he's gonna to get it going, I know Brian Flores is there, but you know, you can't make a put lipstick on a pig and you know, you know, the whole saying. All right, what do you think? Bert? <laughs> uh, yeah, again, I, I think Flanders is spot on. And, and guys, this Minnesota Vikings defense was not just bad last year, they were horrible. Um, <laughs> they allowed 4.7 scoring plays a game, most in the NFL, the second most yards per drive with 34.4. Opponents punted just 31% of the time against them. Look, if ever there is a Baker Mayfield game, it is this week. Dial him up with confidence. Get Mike Evans out there. Get Chris Godwin out there. And I'm running with all of my Rashad White shares week one. Absolutely. Making me rethink the whole uh, ultimate DFS lineup I put in already. Like, hey, now, like maybe a little Baker in there might be a little nice. Maybe a little good for some other things. All right. Well, let's go on to our next matchup. It is a barn burner fantasy bonanza. No, but it is going to be interesting. The Panthers at the Falcons. This is going to be an interesting game because the Falcons, of course, you know, coming in with Bijan. I know a lot of people are really high on Bijan Robinson this year. I think that's just a lot of stock to put in a rookie. I know rookie running backs, how the whole saying goes. But the Falcons are the Falcons, right? Um, and they also still have Tyler Algier. Let's talk about the Falcons defensively, though, 19th against QBs, 18th versus running backs, 15th versus receivers. 29th against tight ends. Kyle Pitts, watch out. Our scar. I'm sorry, not Kyle Pitts. I got it on the wrong side. My fault. Panthers quarterback 17th. The running backs they were fifth. So again, going into this matchup, this Panthers defense got a little something to say. Receivers they were 29th. Tight ends they were 10th. So you know, looking again, this is all last year stuff. But you know, looking at the off season, we did the summer tour. Panthers didn't make a huge bunch of significant moves defensively. Offensively, they did, you know, the additions of Adam Thielen, Miles Sanders. But this defense is relatively almost the same. You can expect almost the same result. Um, so, again, I would, you know, you're going to start Bijan, but you might want to temper your expectations. Panthers D ain't nothing to mess with. Um, and, again, on the other side, it's just going to be interesting to see how this offense unfolds. Can we see Drake London break out? Um can Jonathan Mingo make a play? Terrence Marshall Jr., I know, um, Nick, you had brought him up, I think, in your ultimate DFS lineup. With these guys not playing, brings up some interesting targets for these Carolina guys. So a lot of – this is what I just say, an interesting matchup. So it's going to be play your best guys, really. Uh, but watch how this unfolds, really, to see how these offense starts going on. Nick, what do you think of this matchup? Uh, I think you had uh, really said everything with 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 that one. As far as Miles, I'm still a Miles Sanders fan. 
I'm still Miles my, my Sanders. I w- wish him well. Uh, the defense they, they go, go against is not solid at all. Uh, it's it's Atlanta. They they give up a lot of points, and uh, I I'm hoping that this offensive line can can uh, keep uh, um, up upright. And Miles Miles gets in the end zone. I don't really have any else much to add because you because you were a blanket. You covered everything. All right, like to cover it all. What do you what do you think, Judge? So I never thought I would say this about a Falcons Panthers matchup, but this really is the unstoppable force versus the immovable object. We get it. The Carolina Panthers D is very stout against the run game, but let's not forget last season, the Falcons on 43.5% of their rushing attempts gained five or more yards. Most in the league, this team is built to run, run and run some more, whether it's B. John Robinson, whether it's Desmond Ritter, whether it's uh, Cordero Patterson or Tyler Algier, this team knows how to run the football. I am starting Bijan Robinson with absolute confidence week one. I don't care who he's up against. I think Tyler Algier is also a decent play. I mean, we saw how these running backs were used last night. Not to say it's going to be anything like that, um, but you never know. It's week one. Might just be kind of easing uh, Bijan into the role. He's a rookie. Um, who knows? But again, I like Tyler Algier. Like you said, they're built to run the football. Let's see how they play against these Panthers. All right, guys. Now, listen, we've got about four games in. I feel a little still pumped up from the music we heard. We're going to do Judge in a minute. I, I messed that up. I'm, I'm gonna, we're going to keep this vibe going. I got Judge for the second round. For the first round, we gotta, we're going to keep the vibe going. We got our own DJ here. He's DJ Chuck Bass. He's going to play you some hits for week one. Let's check it out. Oh, what's pimping, pimps? It's your boy DJ Chuck Bass in the house. I'm ready to clown, ready to get down. Made parole, I'm ready to roll. I'll be bringing you those fantasy deep tracks all season long. They said fantasy football can't be cool, but they also said that you can smoke and drink while you were pregnant for like a thousand years. So don't believe everything that you hear. Let's get to those week one lineups with a very special quarterback edition of playing the hits. Our first one up here is a throwback jam. This is a literal thrower of backs in Buffalo Bills quarterback Josh Allen, who looks to turn the music down on the New York Jets debut and prop out a banger to start off what I believe will be a Josh Allen MVP campaign. Looking to uh, pour some water on that Jets buzz. So let's get to number two and new to the charts is an addition of Colts rookie sensation Anthony Richardson who is playing a talentless and depleted Jaguar secondary at home in the Dome. The young gunner looks to use those fresh legs to join the rest of the rookie rushing quarterbacks who all averaged close to 20 points per game in their career debuts, especially at home. But let's wind this down with a chart topper. Our number one song this week is quarterback Desmond Ritter, who headlines Falcon Palooza with a Dirty Birds lineup featuring Kyle Pitts, Drake London, and Bijan Robinson against a pitiful Panthers defense once again at home in the Dome. Beautiful stuff, guys. Beautiful stuff. I'm your boy, DJ Chuck Fast, and that's playing the hits.
DJ Nasty. Gotta love it. Thank you, Chuck Bass, for that. We are happy to have you on board this season. All right, let's check out. Let's keep this breakdown going. We're going to go to our next matchup. Once I get my finger to scroll down, the Cardinals at the Commanders. Um, again, this goes back to that last matchup we talked about. Interesting matchup, to say the least. Cardinals have basically given up. I've never seen a fire sale in the NFL before, much like this one here. Cardinals last year, however, against fantasy QBs, they were 25th against running backs, 29th. Against receivers, surprisingly, they were 11th, but against tight ends, dead last. That was the team to play your tight ends against. Commanders, they were 24th against QBs, 6th against running backs, 13th against receivers, and 2nd versus tight ends. Jordan, what say you? Tell me about this matchup. Um, start everybody with a W on their helmet. The Arizona Cardinals are the biggest dump, dumpster fire I think I've ever seen in NFL history. This team is not going to win a game this year, and if they do, it will absolutely be on accident. Um, look, Sam Howell, he has one start in his career. I'm rolling the dice with him in some leagues. Probably not my main starter in a one QB league, but any any super flex leagues, I'm, I'm probably dialing him up. I love Antonio Gibson this week. I even like Brian Robinson this week, and I hate Brian Robinson. I like Terry McLaurin this week. I like Jahan Dotson this week. I like everybody on the commander side. If you drafted James Conner, chances are you got to roll them out, and I'm sorry for you. Um, so I, I think on the Arizona side, he is the one play I'm looking at. Uh, while I do like Hollywood Brown the player, I don't like Hollywood Brown the player when it's Joshua Dobbs, I believe, throwing him the ball. And I'm not even sure if that name is correct. That's how it is terrible the Arizona Cardinals are. So no thanks on them. And then the, the one special play I really want to go throw in there, DFS in any uh, format you're using defenses, this is Washington's time to shine, baby. Yeah, good streaming option this week for the commanders, uh, to say the least. Nick, anything to add to this matchup? No, uh, it's just it's just it's just amazing uh, how bad uh, the Cardinals front office says. All right, let's see how bad we can screw this up. Uh, because I'll tell you what, they they should get a graduate degree. No, no, a master's degree on screwing up a franchise. Uh, they just they just they are terrible, and uh, there's nothing nothing to add. There there was nothing good on this Cardinal squad. Not a damn thing. Well, and, and, well, and I do I do want to say one thing here, Nick. Like, I, I actually really respect and like what the Cardinals are doing, like, holistically. Because the way I see this is they're going to be the number one overall pick next year. They're going to get their quarterback of the future. They're probably going to be the number two or number three overall pick because the Houston Texans are, are dog water as well. And then you still have Kyler Murray, who I think is very much a tradable asset and who can fetch a really good draft return. So, I mean, if you're going to blow it up, this is the blueprint on how to do it. Yeah, I mean, you're not like the Dolphins for years always like seemed to be that team that was like 7-9 or 6-10. And, and, you know, where are we getting? So, totally agree with you jordan all right let's move on to the next particular matchup the jaguars at the colts jaguars uh last year 15th against qbs 17th against running backs 16th against receivers they were 25th against tight ends colts ooh, 29th against qbs 22nd against running backs 
10th against receivers, however, but 17th versus tight ends. Nick, talk to me about this matchup. Okay, I'm going to steal this from uh, Judge Jordan. If you have a guy with a Jaguar on your helmet, you're playing him against against this against this team. Uh, first of all, let's let's go to the easy part. Let's go to defense. Uh, defense. If you have the Jaguars defense, you're playing them in in redraft. You're playing them in dynasty. You're playing them in uh, DFS. Okay, they, because they're gonna because anybody any defensive coordinator that's worth his salt is gonna stack the box against a rookie quarterback, pin their ears back, and haul off after him. So you're playing the defense. Uh, Trevor Lawrence should have a hell of a day against this against this uh, pitiful defense. Uh, I I like Etienne. I'm not a big Etienne fan, but I think he he's going to get a lot of uh, receptions out of out of the backfield. And this is the coming off party for uh, so it. So, so this is his, his big debut, and uh, he he's gonna have a phenomenal game. And Evan Ingram will be the secret. He's gonna find himself in in the back of the end zone with with the football. Now, as far as the Colts, if you have anybody but uh, Deion Jackson, I got three words of advice: stop, no, and don't. Okay, uh, I don't like Anthony Richardson. I've seen him enough play at uh, Florida to make me throw up. Uh, and then he's not going to have time to, to throw the ball to Pierce and, and to Pittman. Pittman is going to be on, on a milk carton by week four. So um, I'm, if you drafted Michael Pittman Jr., you done messed up A.A. Ron. So uh, it's going to be a long sled season for the blue and white. Mm, boy, these are bold statements being made early. Listen, Nick, the, the thing is, you can say what you want about Anthony Richardson as a QB, but game script's going to dictate that he's going to make some plays and he's going to make some fantasy points, quite frankly. Judge, what do you got to say? Six. I just want to say I'm officially changing my name to A.A. Ron because I am still the conductor of the Michael Pittman bandwagon, baby. Give me all the shares. I love the guy. Can't quit him. Um, only thing I have to add, I, I found a really interesting stat. The Indianapolis Colts have not won a game in week one since 2013, and it looks like that streak will continue going into next season. Wow, that's a great stat. Thank you for that. I like, I love those. All right, let's move on. 49ers at at the old uh, Knicks favorite team, the Steelers. Um, so this is going to be an interesting matchup here. 49ers coming in, you know, obviously you hype off the NFC Championship loss uh, against last year against fantasy QBs. They were sixth against running backs. They were number one receivers, however, 23rd and against tight ends. They were seventh. The Steelers, 16th versus QBs, 10th versus running backs, 14th versus receivers, and they were 15th versus tight ends. This one, again, interesting. However, you got some stars to play here. Najee Harris, you drafted him, so you're probably going to play him. Um, I like him as a flex play. I mean, I don't think the 49ers are necessarily going to completely shut Najee down. Um, they're going to be throwing the football to him as well. Um, so I think Najee will have an okay day, but he's certainly going to struggle. Um, uh, Receiver-wise, um, for, for the Steelers, um, you know, is it the pickings to pickings? Is he going to come out this year? And instead of trying to high, uh, 
through the highlight plays? Is he going to try to actually play the receiver role? Um, Deontay Johnson's interesting. There's a lot of interesting plays here because you can you can see game script wise, 49ers are going to put up points. Kyle Shanahan knows how to put up points. One thing I will note, however, is that you remember last year and the first week, the 49ers struggled against the Bears and lost. And you remember it was a rainy game? Well, guess what's forecast for this one? It was the only game that I'd said definite showers. So get ready for another wet 49er matchup. You got to obviously play Christian McCaffrey. That's why I say I still like Najee Harris. Slip out, you never know. Judge, what do you say? Well, first and foremost, I'm really devastated that uh, Mr. Justin Jesus Herrera is not here to rep his own team and get howled out for being the lone wolf this week. But, you know, I'll, I'll howl for you later, buddy. Uh, but with that being said, I, I agree with everything you said. The The weather does concern me quite a bit. And uh, we'll be talking about uh, Mr. Najee Harris here in a minute in a courtroom. But with that weather update, it does make me like him a little bit more. And you're absolutely right. Uh, the one dart throw I'm having in this one, you know, I don't do a lot of betting, but I'm going to throw the Hail Mary and I'm going to bet Deontay Johnston or Johnson, who had 147 targets last season without a single touchdown. I think he's going to get the first touchdown of the season for Pittsburgh tomorrow or Sunday. Mark it down. I'll be watching that. That'll be funny. All right. What do you say, uh, Nick, about your old team? <sighs> Najee, man. Uh, if he doesn't get the ball enough, he doesn't do do anything. Uh, his, all, all his stats are built on on volume, volume, volume. So, so it's got to be a ball control offense. And in that weather, uh, it could be conducive for, for that. But like you said just a few moments ago, game script is going to dictate the game. And as long as Kenny Pickett can keep the ball in the in the black and gold hands versus the red and gold, gold hands, they're gonna they're gonna have a better day. And I think due to the weather, there's not gonna be a, a lot of deep patterns. So that's gonna probably open it up the lanes for uh, Pat Fryermuth to uh, catch the ball underneath. So look for him in uh, PPR. Oh, I didn't know the Steelers were gold. I thought they were puke yellow. Look, you learn something new every day. No, right. no, they're, they're black and gold. Let's go on to the next matchup, Titans at the Saints. Titans last year against QBs, they were 22nd against running backs. They were third against receivers. They were dead last. Tight ends, 30th. Not even better. The Saints, ooh, that defense, 12th against QBs, 13 against running backs, ninth versus receivers, and they are number one against tight ends. What do you say, Judge? I will say that I think the Saints defense is a very real thing. Last season, they were second to only the 49ers in fantasy points per game given up to skill position players. They averaged just 5.4 yards per passing play as far as their opponents. So it really gives me a lot of concern for starting a guy like DeAndre Hopkins. However, you really don't have any other choice but to start DeAndre Hopkins if you drafted him. Um, with that being said, I'm fading everybody else in this offense, not named Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry obviously is a must-start every week. On the other side of the ball, I am dialing up Derrick Carr this week. I'm certainly dialing up Chris Olave, who's going to have a huge season. And I'm also taking some flyers on the Saints D, who I think could have a, a pretty good game against Ryan Tannehill. Indeed. DeAndre Hopkins, he's he's the one that really interested me in this matchup. See how he, he connects with Tannehill. Um, Nick, what do you say on this matchup? 
Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing the Derek Carr to Jawan Johnson uh, hookup. Uh, he could be he could be a streamer. So if you need a tight, tight end, he is undrafted in about 42% of the leagues. I would go and pick him up, especially if your tight end is questionable this week. Freddie is to Travis Kelsey as Nick is to Jawan Johnson. I love it. Yeah, Chris Olave. I thank you. You were Cole. Is that Cole's Martin on there? I mean, I really appreciate you being in. We miss Rashad White. We didn't talk about Rashad White in a Bucks matchup. Oh, we talk about Chris Olave in this matchup. Unreal. The guys who were dead last against receivers last year. Get ready. Chris Olave and Michael Thomas might have a decent day. All right. Well, you you brought him up. We talked about Najee a minute ago. Somebody uh, put him in the courtroom just a little bit ago. Let's check out what the judge had to say about Najee Harris. What you are about to witness is real. This court is now in session. You may be seated. This court is now in session. Today, we would like to call to the stand Mr. Najee Harris, future backup running back for the Pittsburgh Steelers. What? Mr. Harris, you are called to the stand today and being tried for being overdrafted and already needing to be faded. While this court does still believe that you do have a role in this offense, Mr. Harris, it's more likely that in week one, your team will be downright offensive as they take on the very stout San Francisco 49ers D that just locked up their boy, Nick Bosa, long-term. Mr. Harris, last season, the 49ers allowed the fewest rushing yards, the fewest rushing touchdowns, and the fewest rushing fantasy points per game in the NFL. Seeing as how you were a mainstay in this court last season, this does not bode well for your chances to bust out in week one. Catch me outside, how about that? Additionally, you are also looking over your shoulder at Jalen Warren, who is ripe and ready to steal your job should you flounder at all. As tough as it may be to bench someone that you invested such heavy draft capital in, this matchup is a complete no-go. Ain't nobody got time for that. If you don't believe me, make sure you show up to church this Sunday and ask Fantasy Jesus, because he's going to tell you the same damn thing. Mr. Harris, this court finds you guilty and sentences you to the bench at least until week two. This court is adjourned. He is the love. All right, let's go to the next matchup. Raiders at the Broncos. Raiders. Last year, 28th against fantasy QBs, 30th against running backs, 19th against receivers, 23rd against tight ends. Broncos defensively, not too bad. Eighth against quarterbacks, 23rd against running backs, 4th against receivers, and 28th against those tight ends. All right, Nick, what do you say about the matchup? Uh, well, 
let's let's stick with the with the game overall. The Broncos have a fifty nine percent chance to to win the game, and if you have eighty one dollars, according to Vivid Seats, that'll be the eighty one dollars most fun you can have in Las Vegas. So so uh, if if you're in the Vegas area, get to the Allegiant Stadium. So about the game, uh, I would not play Jimmy G. He says he's ready to roll. However, the Broncos, as as Jason said, are eighth against the quarterbacks. So uh, Jimmy G is really not known for throwing the ball. However, I do think that that they're going to get uh, a large dose of, of Devontae Adams. And even though he just came fresh off his contract and did not get a lot, lot of preseason work, uh, they're going to hand the ball off to, to number 28 at least 20 times. So if you've got shares of Josh Jacobs, you must play Josh Jacobs. Even though Den- Denver's pretty, pretty stout against the run, uh, you're going to play Devontae Adams and Josh Jacobs for the Raiders. For the Broncos, if you have Javante Williams, I would be very wary playing Javante Williams coming off major knee surgery. So if you have Samaje Pirine, he is going to be your your play because they're they're going to hand him the ball early and often, and they're, they're going to pass to him. He's, he's a great receiver at, out of the backfield. Russell Wilson, I believe he's going to have a field, field day against this defense because let's, let's face it, the Raiders don't have much of a deep defense. So uh, with that being said, Judy is questionable. You're going to want to go with Cortland Sutton. Now, Cortland Sutton has been hit or miss lately, but against the Raiders in week one, um, with the resurgence of the Broncos led led by Russell Wilson and Sean Payton, Cortland Sutton will be in the game and he will be having a high PPR day. Absolutely. Um, you know, uh, see, let's see how much Jerry Judy, like Doc said, that'd be silly for them to put them, put him out there. And if they do, He'll be very limited. Colts Martin says O'Connell is going to finish as QB1. Check that out. Jordan, you got anything about that matchup you want to talk about? Yeah, yeah. I want to bring that comment back up from my boy Colt. Uh, Coop, look in the uh, the uh, private chat. I need you to, to play that thing oh, for got, me real I, quick. I, I, got, I got you, my man. Yeah, and, and I'm not. I, if I'm not mistaken, I think Colt is the very first fan to get the video dropped on him. So congratulations, Colt. Um, outside of this, this matchup is gross and probably going to be one of the least entertaining matchups of the week. Uh, surprisingly, somehow, you know, the Raiders, who barely won at all last year, won both of their matchups against the Broncos. Uh, both of these teams are a little bit of a dumpster fire. You're starting Cortland Sutton. You're starting, um, you know, um, Javante Williams for sure. There's some leagues I'm probably starting Samaje Pirine in. You've got to start Devontae Adams every week. Um, but I am just – it's going to be a gross matchup either way. Yeah, um, I will say this. As stout as the Broncos' D was, Josh Jacobs ate them up last year. Um, so could be, like I said, a good matchup for Mr. Josh. All right, let's go on. Next matchup, Eagles at the Patriots. Eagles last year against QBs. They were third, 15th against running backs, number two against receivers, 13th against tight ends. Patriots, 21st against uh Fantasy QBs ninth against running backs, 25th against receivers, and 16th versus tight ends. <clears throat> Let's break this down very quickly. 
I'm not starting any Patriots. Um, there's nothing on this offense. I don't even like Ramondre Stevenson in this matchup because they he was coming up um, on the injury report, all kind of crazy stuff, maybe see some more Zeke. I don't even know what's going on, but there's nobody I trust in that Patriots offense. Now, you're going to have to play Ramondre Stevenson, kind of being facetious with that. You do have to play him, but I see him as a flex option really this week. Eagles, though, it's all in. Like, you got to go. Obviously, it's Jalen. Devonta, you got uh, AJ Brown, uh, Dallas Goddard. You go all all in defensively. Uh, you gotta love them against Mac Jones to make some mistakes. Um, so very easy, simple breakdown here. Start your Eagles. Don't start your Patriots. Anyone else got anything to say? I am a little leery about the running backs on the Eagles side in this game just because they have so many options. I, I don't feel comfortable starting any one of them. Um, but outside of that, man, dial up the Eagles. They're about to eat. I, I don't expect this game to be close. Yeah, that is a good point. That was something I did. I wanted to tail off in when I forgot. That is the interesting part of this matchup to see the, how these running backs and how the percentage of touches are made. Um, does Swift break out on one of the, you know, in the, it's the beginning of the year. You know, Swift is due for some big breakout uh, run that he's going to have. So um, it's going to be interesting to see how they play out. Nick, did you want to add anything against your actual team? Go, Birds. <laughs> all right all right rams at seahawks rams they were 11th against quarterbacks last year um 21st against running backs 22nd against receivers 12th versus tight ends seahawks 13th against qbs 27th against running backs third against receivers and they were 31st against tight ends Ooh, tyler higby what do you say all right uh excuse me jordan what do you say on this matchup Tyler Higby, what do you say? I am dialing up all the Tyler Higby. He is the only show in town for the uh, Los Angeles Rams. I am probably starting Cam Akers as well. On the other side of the ball, I'm dialing up Metcalf. I'm dialing up Lockett. I'm certainly dialing up Geno. I am wary of, of starting Charb in his first game. I am considering Walker uh, as long as he stays healthy and plays. Um, one interesting stat here is the Seahawks on pass attempts only had 6.8 of them inaccurate last season. That was the most accurate rate in the NFL. And then the Rams on the other side allowed a 58.4% completion rate on throws 10 yards or further downfield, which was the worst in the NFL. So again, look for Tyler Lock and DK Metcalf to absolutely feast in this matchup. I feel like this Rams team is close to that Cardinals about to blow up team, quite frankly. They're a little old and a little a little bit of different areas they shouldn't be. Um, Nick, anything to add on the matchup? Rams and Seahawks. Um, is there another game, game on that I can watch? Because uh, <laughs> because 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 my batteries are going to be steaming. By changing the channel. No, I am not watching this game. If your biggest receiver for the Rams is Tyler Higby, you got issues. Well, when you don't have issues is when you watch America's team play. Go to L.A. to play the Chargers in our next matchup last year. The Dolphins were 31st against quarterbacks, 24th against running backs, 20th against receivers, 27th against tight ends. Thank you, Vic Fangio. That's going to be better this year. Chargers, they're 18th against QBs. They are 26th against running backs, 8th against receivers, and 11th versus tight ends. Nick, what are you going to say about this fantasy bonanza matchup? 
Wow. This is going to be like the all-you-can-eat midnight buffet at Denny's. I'm telling you what, every offensive player is going to be eaten in this, this game. You're going to start Tua, okay? Uh, you're going to start Tua because he's going to be thrown to Tyreek Hill all damn day. And when he gets tired of throwing to Tyreek, he's going to throw it to the Penguin, Jalen Waddle. So they're both going to score touchdowns. And when they get tired of scoring touchdowns in the air, they're, they're going to give it to Raheem Mostert, and he's going to run, run up and down, down the field because defense is optional in this, this game. Uh, as far as the Chargers go, it's I think it's going to be the, I think it's going to be the uh, Herbert Mike Williams show. I'm, I'm kind of out this year on, on Keenan Allen. He's more of your possession receiver. But if you want that big splash play, you're going to go deep. You're going to go to Mike Williams. And, of course, in PPR form, formats, Austin Eckler, he's going to get his. So so you're playing Austin Eckler. You might even see a flyer on Gerald Everett, one, one of the worst tight ends in the history of pro, pro football. No. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. He's not that bad. How, however, uh, it's going to be, an, as Jason would say, an offensive bonanza. Um, if you got a player in this game, you're playing him. And I would love to see what happens with Quentin Johnson in his in his pro debut. Interesting note on Gerald Everett, Miami, notoriously bad against tight ends. Hopefully, again, that changes. We'll see. Judge, anything to add to it? Only thing that causes me any concern for America's team this week, who I did pick to win on Sunday, is uh, we found out today Teron Armstead will be out of the game, which makes me a little nervous about Tua, but still everything Flanders said is 100% accurate. Dial up those wide receivers, and I'm absolutely rocking with Keenan Allen on the other side of the ball. Uh, you know, he may be a possession receiver at this point, but I'll take those 8-10 to 10 catches every week. That's easy money in fantasy points. One guy we did not mention in this matchup that's hopefully about to go the hell off is Raheem Mostert, ladies and gentlemen. All right, well, listen, if you want a quality play in your DFS lineups, ooh-wee, Raheem the Dream, this coming up. Raheem the Dream. Raheem the Dream. We'll see how much of a More like the Nightmare Coop. Okay, that's because they are he fumbles him. Yeah. Well, I'm excited, obviously very excited for that matchup. Let me let me get let's wind things back. I'm so excited. Ooh, I'm ready to flex. We're gonna bring it back from last season. Uh excuse me, Bandy is back from the fourth and flex podcast. Let's hear his flex starts of the week. Welcome back to Bandy's Flex Starts of the Week. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Bandy's Flex Starts of the Week. Let's go. We made it. The NFL season is here. Finally, we have made it. And it wouldn't be an NFL season without your boy Bandy from the Northern Flex Fantasy Football Podcast. Let's get into it. Coming up first in my flex starting the week, we got Zay Flowers. (laughs) Lamar Jackson says he's throwing for over 5,000 yards. Odell's kind of older. This guy is going to be the bomb. You might even be able to just throw him in the wide receiver slot. But for now, he's going to be my flex start of the week. (laughs) Moving on to the next guy. 
I've got Miles Sanders. Another guy that's been dropping. You guys have no faith in this man. Look, he's the number one running back on his team. And you have an opportunity to draft him super early. So get Miles Sanders in your flex area. That guy's going to help you out. Moving on to my last guy. That is... Nico Collins, if you've watched my show, if you've seen my face anywhere this summer, I've been blowing that Nico Collins alarm all summer long, and there's a reason for that. Nico Collins going to be the number one wide receiver. Look out for Tank Dell over there, but Nico's the man. This guy's going to be catching touchdowns. Him and CJ Stroud going to work it out, and your fantasy team is going to be worked out as well. There they are, guys. Flex starts in a week for you and your fantasy team. Don't forget to like, follow, and subscribe to the 4th and Flex Fantasy Football Podcast. We'll see you on the field. Thank you. I've been working out. Bandy's Flex starts of the week. I hear that in my head, like, as I'm doing the video. It's, like, all I hear all day long. All righty, let's get it. We got three more games and finish up this week one slate. Packers at the Bears. The Packers are ninth against fantasy QBs, 25th against running backs, 12th against receivers, 6th versus tight ends. And I'm sorry, that was last season. Let me preface that. Bears putrid against anything 30th against fantasy QBs. They were 31st against running backs, 21st against receivers, 5th, though, versus tight ends. So Jordan Love struggling a little bit with receiver help. Here's a name for you. And if you didn't draft him late, I know in a few drafts I wanted to get him, but the team, my team was stacked enough I couldn't. I might be thinking about adding him now. Jaden Reed, we've been talking about him all offseason. He's somebody that could step up big in this matchup. And again, they're going to, let's put up, let's be real about it. The Bears are coming in with a lot of expectations. This offense is filled with a lot of expectations. A lot, a lot great to see what Justin Fields is going to do, what this whole offense is going to look like with DJ Moore now added to the mix. Look like some uh, good stuff going on in preseason, but again, have to wait and see. The guy I really like in this matchup, I like the running backs from uh, Green Bay. That's the that's the really, to me, the key of this matchup. If Green Bay can get this running game going, keep Justin Fields off the field, um, keep Jordan Love in that, in that zone where he doesn't have to make a bunch of throws and therefore make a mistake or two. I would like, I do, I'm sitting here breaking down like who's going to win. Um, I I like the running backs essentially in the matchup. Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon, those are some of these, those some guys I'd like to play. A.J. Dillon really to me is a, to me this week is a high-end flex play. So if you have A.J. Dillon sitting on your bench and you have somebody you're not quite sure about in your flex position, I think he is a money maker for you this week. All right, let's see. Jordan, what do you guys say about the matchup? Uh, absolutely. I agree with you. Uh, smash the running backs. They're going to be his best friends here for, for best ball uh, or not best ball for, for daily fantasy lineups. I love Reed. I love Musgraves. Another name to uh, throw out there is Samare Tare, um, who I, I think will be the other starting wide receiver on the other side of Reed this week. So I think all of those are decent dart throws in a daily format. I don't want anything to do with them in season long on the other side of the uh, field. Um, 
you got to start with Justin Fields. He's a smash start. And listen, I've been telling y'all all off season, it is time for Khalil Herbert to shine and show you guys why they got rid of David Montgomery's broke ass to begin with. Give me all the Khalil Herbert in this matchup. And I got to say it for fantasy Jesus since he's here. While he's not my favorite player, uh, Mr. Uh, Justin Jesus Herrera will be the first one to tell you DJ Moore, wide receiver one season incoming. Hey, we'll see. We're going to start this Sunday. Nick, anything that? Yeah, man. I want, I want more. I want more. I want DJ Moore. Uh, I want to see how this – this uh, superstar duo is going to transcend this season. Uh, I love Justin Fields. Just RPO, tuck it and run, baby. That's that. That's what his game. That's what his game is. And then when they get down to the five, just flip it over to Cole Komet. All right. Well, again, interesting matchup. Old school um, uh, franchises. And speaking of some old school franchises, how about the pretend America's team going against the Giants on the Sunday night matchup? Going to be a great one. Can't wait for that. Cowboys last year, fifth against QBs. They were fourth against running backs, 27th against receivers. How is that? How are you fifth against QBs and 27th again? I don't even understand how that works. Tight ends, they were fourth. Giants last year, they were 20th against QBs. They were seventh against running backs, 17th against receivers, and 21st versus tight ends. Jordan, what say you on this matchup? All right. So first of all, to to address your question, you know, we finished 27th against wide receivers for a simple fact. We have uh, uh, my boy Trayvon Diggs back there, who's a great ball hawk, not a great cover corner and literally nobody on the other side of the field to him to help out. But Dallas got the reinforcements this offseason. We shored up that spot. A uh, little guy named Stefan Gilmore. I think we will be vastly improved against wide receivers this year. Um, this Dallas Cowboys lineup is absolute money this week. They completely own the New York Giants. Um, I believe it's 10 consecutive games while Dak Prescott has started. I don't think the Giants have beat us since like 2016, almost as long as it's been since the Colts have won in week one. The Giants cannot beat the Cowboys. Um, last year against the Cowboys, uh, Saquon Barkley did absolutely nothing. Um, so I, I'm even a little bit cautious with him. Of course, you're starting him. Temper expectations if you do. On the other side of the ball, though, I'm dialing up Dak. I am dialing up CeeDee Lamb. I am leaving Brandon Cooks on my bench for right now until further notice. I want to kind of see what he looks like in this offense. Uh, Tony Pollard is a must-start. And... Again, with all of this volatility at the tight end, another guy I've been squawking about since, uh, you know, early this season. Give me Jake Ferguson. Dallas consistently produces a tight end one year after year after year. And Jake Ferguson is the next man up. I'm starting him with confidence in leagues that I had to sit or had to bring in somebody for Travis Kelsey. I like he. I like he. I, I think the most interesting thing fantasy-wise is which which of these Giants receivers is going to step up and be that guy? We're hearing, hearing about this guy, Isaiah Hodgins, Jalen H I mean, it's just all these names being brought up. I just want to know who that guy is going to be, who they're going to be. That's to me the most fantasy um, interesting matchup, uh, interesting part of this matchup. Nick, what do you got to add here? I don't talk about irrelevancy, so uh, I will not be speaking about this game. 
Okay. Ouch. Okay. Uh, indeed. All right. And in the Monday night matchup that makes me want to puke, the Bills go to the Jets. The Bills, they are seventh against fantasy QBs. They were 12th. This is all last year. 12th versus running backs. 24th, I'm sorry, versus receivers. They are third versus tight ends. Jets, 14th versus QBs. 14th versus running backs. Number one against receivers and 26th versus tight ends. Nick, talk about the matchup. Actually, I am going to apologize. Uh, I do love me some Saquon, so give me some Saquon all day long. Um, so, where are we at? So, Bills and Jets, those were wonderful stats. Throw them out the window because they don't mean Jack on Monday night. Uh, it's two brand new teams, essentially, especially for that gang green team. But we'll start with the with, we'll start with the blue team uh, with those Buffalo Bills. Uh, the thing I'm more worried about Buffalo Bills is their receivers in in this game. I'm worried about Diggs a little bit with that with that dicey relationship with Josh Allen early on, and then we know that Gabe Davis kind of shows up and then kind of goes away. And when you got two premier corners on the other side, I think he's going to go away. But you know who's not going to go away in this this game for, for the Buffalo Bills? Dawson Knox and, and Dalton Kincaid because the Jets are just so damn bad at covering the tight ends. Those two might be the the most uh, offensive weapons for for the Bills uh, Monday night. And then you can't forget about James Cook. Now, on the Jet side, uh, they they got a battered offensive line. Uh, I I do like Aaron Rodgers in in this game, and I love Garrett Wilson. Beyond that, I'm not liking anybody else on the Jets. Uh, I'm not trusting Brees Hall at all. I don't think he is game ready. And I think the Bills are actually going to shut down Dal Dalvin Cook. So uh, and they're and the Jets are they have no no tight end, and the Bills are num number three against the tight end. So it's pr pretty much a non non factor right there. So uh, the Bills are two and a half favorites. I'm saying they win by five. Okay, well, that's great. We're not talking about who wins. We're talking about fantasy right now. Um, and I will say, the, again, going back to the interesting part, um, is how the Jets utilize these running backs. I mean, it, let's see how much are they using Brees Hall. How much are they using Nelvin Cook? Are we going to see a 50-50 split all year? And, man, are those owners, like, really hating life right now. Garrett Wilson, obviously, is a good play in this matchup, um, you know, because Bills actually weren't that good against receivers. So I think, you know, this this could be one of those, to me, quite frankly, I see a low scoring. I don't see a lot of fantasy production here, but I could be totally wrong. We could watch a Monday night Josh Allen, Aaron Rodgers shootout, which would definitely make me happy. Um, I would love to just see it. Anyway, what do you think, Jordan, on this matchup? Hold on. The over-under is 46. So it's going to be a low score game. The uh, the New York Jets piggybacking off of that, they averaged a league low 36 point uh, or combined points per game in their games last season. So their games weren't very high scoring. The one thing I want to say, and I'm, I'm going to catch hell for this, I, I'm not starting Stefan Diggs this week. I won't do it. Um, and it's just this simple. He's going to get lost in the sauce. Do not start wide receivers against a med sauce gardener. He will shut them down every time. I have B 
big heartburn with starting digs this week. Wow. Wow. Shut I didn't read that report this week. I don't Just know. Just go go look at his his uh stats last year. Many Ooh. came and many fell. He is the real deal. I, I I don't want that matchup at all. I am very nervous about it for the few shares of digs that I have. We're going to talk more on Sunday about these matchups and who's going to win. So make sure you come check us out early Sunday morning. You want to wake up with TSS Fantasy. Before we go tonight, you know, it's Friday night, feeling all right, feeling a little sexy. You know, we got someone in the house that wanted to bring a little sex appeal to your fantasy lineups. Nikki Giss with her Friday night fantasies. I am loving Tyler Higby this week. With Cooper Cup likely not available, someone's got to catch the ball. And we all know that Matt Stafford loves going to the veterans come game time. I expect Higby to get targeted early and often. I also love Jameer Gibbs this week. I think he's going to feast on checkdowns and swing passes just like Swift did last season. And we all know my heart belongs to New York. Take a chance on Jalen Hyatt this week. Guess who? It is me. The Cowboys secondary was ranked 27th against wide receivers last season. And Jalen Hyatt can outrun like 99% of this league. Believe me, I've seen it in person all year long. It's a gamble. They might not even call his number 13, but if they do, it's a gamble that's sure to pay off. On the live line, the excitement is bubbling over right now. Call us now. Call us now. <laughs> <laughs> it's not have. We got to have a little fun. I mean, listen, that's the way we do it around here. All right. Well, I hope you enjoyed the week one breakdown for this Friday. Um, again, check us out on Sunday. Wake up with TSS Fantasy at 8 a.m. We're going to have Brian Scott in. Um, we're going to go through some picks. We got a mailbag. We got Mikey Betts in. Going to go over some betting lines with you as well. We're going to do some picks. And, of course, we're going to see Fantasy Jesus as well and nick nick's gonna make an appearance actually as well with a little segment a little flop segment so that'll be nice and fun listen also if you're on our youtube check out all the great shows on the fantasy sports corporation monday uh three peats back so get your back to basketball fix and tuesday we have a new show debuting and i'm so sorry chris fox i forgot the name of it but it's going to be a fantasy show in the morning I don't know if Jordan, if you could look that up as as I'm going on and maybe uh, correct me as I continue. And then Tuesday, we're going to have our waiver wire show um, as well. So you want to make sure you check that out. That'll be in the evening. And of course, we got the two our golf show um, on Tuesdays. On Wednesdays, the Blonde Blitz. You got TSS Dynasty Hour. We got all great stuff. You got want to fight about it on Fridays as well. That was on before us. We got um, on Saturday, we got, um, uh, excuse me, we got No Man, sh- uh, the, sh- I can, the Shave Show. No <laughs> Shave Man Cave, baby. The wrestling Show. Wrestling. Thank you. Get some wrestling in. 
um, with us as well. We got everything. We got scoreboard addicts that do all the New York based stuff. So make sure you go follow all those great shows. Give them a like, give them a comment. They do a lot of great work. So make sure you go check it out. Um, and we appreciate you. All right. We're going to get the hell out of here after all that. Yes. Go ahead. Real quick before we do get out of there, you know, we have the first week of the NFL season. And so everybody's going to be, you know, really feeling it probably Tuesday morning. And so we have the morning after show presented by that FN sports show. That is the new Chris Fox show with Adam Hulse. Thank you. Thank you. I want to make sure we plugged it correctly. So, yeah, that was my fault. And Adam Hulse is uh, Adam Hulse and Chris do a lot of great stuff. So, again, go follow, subscribe, give a lot of good stuff there. All right. Again, we'll see you early Sunday morning. We'll have football all day long. Get your food ready tomorrow. It's time for some football. We appreciate you, and we are out.